back to another episode of Tabernay Talks. We have a special one today. Um, you know, it is extremely cold outside. So how we brought her in here on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. is still uh, surprising, but great, yeah. right? Because she's a hustler and she knows that it's, uh, you got to work on the weekends and, and work nonstop in order to achieve what we need to achieve. I've worked with her for a while now. Uh, we've been through some companies together, uh, you know, South Philly market, Jersey market, we work together. So she does both sides of the bridge, which is great. I love having agents on that actually do both sides of the bridge, right? It's so important. It is important. So Michelle Ionella with KWM Power, right? So I, <laughs> I like saying that. I don't know why. It's it's cool, right? It's a little corporate. Yeah, it's, I, it's new and it's exciting. Right. But it used to be KW Philly. Um, she's back with them, which we're going to get into. I am. But let's start off with when you got into business and, and the whole nine. I got into the business in 2010 as an admin. Um, I was an admin for many moons. Um, I did it for a couple of very big name agents. Um, started as personal assistant, worked my way up. Yep. Um, confidant until I got to a point where I was like, okay. You were getting better than them. I, w <laughs> I knew everything. Right. Like there was no cap and... There was a cap on the income, of course, and I'm the one bringing them their checks. So I saw that uh, and was like, I want to do that. And I, I felt like if I didn't do well, I could always go back, you know. So I quit, got my license, and then so I— So did you get your license right before the pandemic or was it way before the pandemic? This is my sixth year selling so we're in 24, so it's 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely before the pandemic. Yeah. And my first year was complete garbage. Right. Um, as well, an everybody. agent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think you know everything and then the world tells you, no, they, it humbles you a little bit. Um, How does an agent survive the first year if they don't make anything? You got to live at home, I guess. You live at home. I didn't. I didn't have that luxury. But um you know, it yeah, was, it was definitely, it was tough. It was you know? humbling. I'm it sure. was, I right. had, I had a little bit of a savings kind of put away um, because I knew I was quitting a job where I was making a salary and yep. had to get into a job where I was hundred percent commission based. So I kept a part-time, um, I kept a part-time like conveyancing job where I would make a flat fee yep. on, on transactions while I did that. Um, and if you don't know, her mother is in the business. Yeah. As long as I've been in the business, I mean, she's, I, I used to work with her mother, uh, or, and, and I still do, um, back from, you know, 2005 and yeah. six and four. I mean, we were, we've been in, been in it forever. Was she a good mentor to you, I guess, or, or was that? Um, so she actually helped me get my first job. She lied. Um, okay, good. She lied for me. It seems um, about right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> she, she lied. I got the job and then she gave me a crash course in everything I needed to know. Yep. So when I stepped in, I, I kind of knew the back end admin stuff. So it was definitely helpful that she did that. And it kind of put me on the right path for life. So love you, mom. Great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but when I got into the sales, she was just in New Jersey and I was just in PA. So I had a different mentor. I had different, you know, people around me that that helped motivate me after year one. And I made a switch from Berkshire. I actually started as an agent at Berkshire. At Berkshire, way. right. Um, Which and is then, a whole different ballgame. Yeah. yeah. And then I went back to KW Philly um, for year two. Yeah. And then you were, and then you left there and then I guess back to Jersey, right? 
Uh, yeah, I had a stint at another Philly brokerage for a few months, and then I was at uh, KW in Washington Township. In Washington Township. With okay. my mom. Right. I worked right. with my mom. So, so she's been around. And, uh, you know, with an agent like this who's around, they, this is why I brought her on, because she's experienced, you know, she knows what she's talking about. She sees stuff um, every day that, you know, I have a lot of guests on that are on the front line, um, and I try to bring people that are real, uh, people that know, you know, no BS, you know, she tells it like it is. Um, she's, she's probably always in the top of her game as far as being on the teams that she's been on, uh, because she's a hustler and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the work, right? You gotta so. want it. If, if you don't want it, you don't need it and you're not hungry or you're going to flounder. Right. So she's running her own team again right now in KW in power, right? I am. Which I is am. awesome. Um, how many people on the team now? Including me, seven. Seven, right. So so she knows your stuff. I was in on her team meeting uh, a few weeks ago. Um, she has some young gunners in there, uh, some young uh, talent that uh, seems like they're going to do really good under a good mentor who's been in it herself for a long time now, uh, under the KW Empower name, which is big, uh, the biggest uh, office in the in the city, if not the country, or one of the biggest offices in the country, right? Yeah. So, so that's huge. Um, what, uh, what would you say to these new agents? What, what are you, what are you pounding in their heads right now to, to get successful? Because I know a lot of them are off track right now saying, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, I hear this from loan officers every day, but what are you telling them? I try to keep them sticking to the basics, right? Like you're going on social media, you're seeing agents that are at the top of their game right now, selling houses, selling houses, selling houses. And they're like, Michelle, I'm not, I'm not doing three or four a month. What do I need to do? You need to get off of social media and you need to put your, your headset on. You need to make the calls. You need to put the time in, the effort, the energy, because if you're not doing that, they're not going to come to you. Right. You know, you have to want it bad enough, one, and you have to put in the work. You have to come up with three or four different tactics to get these people on the line so you can convert them and you have to be authentic. People can smell they know the sales agent and everybody. So True. if you're not, if you're not a hundred percent yourself, um, you know, that that's why you're saying so you think cold calling, like I keep asking this every week. I, I don't think call. I've had an agent tell me yet that cold calling is, I mean, a lot of them say they don't like it, but they have to do it. Nobody likes it. I mean, who you get told off all day long, you know, it's, it's definitely difficult. It just depends on who you're calling, when you're calling them and, and the mood that they're in when you get them on the phone. It's the same with door knocking, right? Yeah. You're, you're knocking on a stranger's door. You're going into a construction site where the owner's not even there, right? So you have to get around all of that in order to be successful. You have to be okay with people telling you no. Right. And no big deal. So you say no and you move on. Right. Call them back next week. I'm sure right. they'll tell you, yeah, in a couple of weeks when you annoy right. them enough. Right. right. You keep following up and following up. You want to be the name in their house, right? This girl, Michelle, won't get off my phone. No, I won't because I want to help you. Is the money nice? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that, right? right. That's why we do it. Right. Um, you know, we, we, we don't do it for charity, right? We, right? we don't do it. We have families to feed and we have, uh, it's your livelihood. Yeah. Right? So you Absolutely. have to look at it like that, like it's your career. You know, if you don't make it happen, then you're not going to get anything. Correct. And I think that's hard to beat in the younger generation's head right now that that's what needs to be done in order to succeed. And what I tell them is if you're not calling them, somebody else is. So that $10,000 that you could put in your pocket, Joe over there is putting in his, right? That's feeding his family. It's doing everything that he needs it to do. Yeah. You want to not work your whole life? 
sell a lot of houses and invest in a lot of houses. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the way to, to get out of that. Hustle she's getting, she's getting a lot of listings. Like if you look at her lineup of listings in the, one of the hardest markets where there's the inventory is all I hear. We have new inventory. We have new. I keep seeing you get listings. Yeah. How? I think we have about 20 right now. 20 listings. Um, That's unheard of in this market. So, and it seems like every week you're getting more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. That's the job, right? So listings bring buyers, which make everybody happy. Right. Um, How are you even getting the listings? I'm calling my sphere. I'm calling my database. Um, I'm even, I mean, the other day I texted a for sale by owner and got a listing. So, you know, it's just figuring out what works best communication wise, but it's, you have to put in the time, right? You have to every single day make an effort to work on your business because in this business, a lot of people just get complacent. They have a deal, they get it under contract, they see that check coming in and they stop. You can't stop. Right. You have to keep growing, keep going. If I got one that day, it's not enough. I need three. Right. If I have three, I need five. Right. And I just, I do that because do I want to do this every day for the rest of my life? Absolutely not. No. Who nobody does. No. Right. I feel your pain. You know, every day I, I, I start from zero every day. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. You can't listen just because what she's saying, you get one mortgage doesn't mean you stop and say, okay, let's just close this mortgage and we'll get one next month. Yeah. You got to keep going through the month and get as many as you can. Right. Because you know you're going to have fallout, right? You, the more eggs you put in the basket, the more money you're going to make because you could put 10 in the basket and maybe only three or four actually hatch and close. The, the six others don't go anywhere. Right. You know, and then you, you know, you, if you bank on one deal just being in your pipeline, like a lot of loan officers and even realtors ask me, how do you, how do you, how do you make so much money, Alex? How do you do what you do? I put a lot of deals in. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to lose 50. You don't close 100% of what you put in. You close maybe 30 to 40%, sometimes even if that. Yeah. Because you got a problem with inspection. The appraisal comes in low. The people get cold feet. They don't want to close no more. I mean, you see it all. I see it every day. And then you lose. And then you really are frustrated because you didn't close anything. Yeah. Imagine going to a closing table and having the buyer say, no, it's okay. I'll lose my deposit and then leave. That is the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I'll get a phone call on the way to closing and she'll call me and say, don't bother coming. Why? Because the people don't want, they don't <laughs> want to close. They don't want to close. Yeah. And I'm in a suit. All right. I got dressed up that day. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I like to dress like this and just hang out. Yeah. Right. Here I am shaving, getting all dressed, yeah. looking like GQ, leaving the house at 10 o'clock in the morning, ready to go to closing. And next thing I know, this person doesn't want to close. Yeah. And you can't even talk them into it. No, no. And I, I won't try. To be honest, I mean, I'll do my job, but if they're adamant about, I'm nervous, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to come to the table. I'll have a conversation with them. And you can always tell, like you can always tell when, when something's going to hit the fan. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, there was a few that I saved. Yeah. The day of. Well, you are very good at saving it. Like many times I've called you and you said, I handle it. No, no, I got this. No, let me, let me talk to him. Like that's the confidence that she has. And I think in a realtor, you have to have that confidence. I, I agree. I agree. You can't um, be running and screaming and saying, oh, no, I, 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 no. and go MIA. No. It, it, this, even though it's your livelihood, it needs to be unemotional. You need to be unemotional. Um, because if you're revolving your life around that paycheck, yeah, it's never going to work, right? It's just the way of the world. It right. just won't work. So but that's you're very, why- But you're very down to earth with these people. 
Yeah. You talk to them like me and you are talking, like, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think yep. that's why we're successful in what we do because we talk to these people just like we would talk to whoever. Yeah. And I, I feel like you have to because they're just people. Right. Right? Like, right. if they think that you're fake, they're not going to trust you. Right. Right? And they don't, I, want, they don't want any show. Yeah. I had someone tell me a lot of years ago that I need to dress the part. Is is how I'll say it. You have to you have yeah, to have the look. You got to put on the shoes. Right. You have to right. you have to dress the part. And I said, I don't. Feel, I mean, listen. I, I we used to have to do yeah. that back in the ask your mother. I used to have to wear a suit every day yeah. and go into and sit in the, my own office yeah. around loan officers, and we were all wearing suits. And we were like, why do we have to wear a suit just to sit in the office and look at each other? Yeah. But you had to be. Well, what if you run into somebody on the street? What if you go to lunch and you run into somebody? You got to be a suit on. You got to you got to. Be the part. Yeah. You know, and that is gone. And I said, when, you know? once my sales go down, then anybody could tell me what to wear. I'll listen. Yeah. Right? But it, the way that I look isn't stopping me from selling houses because my brain is what sells the houses. Right. My brain is what, I. that's how I know what to say. Right? I, I, you have to be quick. Yeah. You have to just know what to do. You had said something that uh, you thought that social media was maybe... You, you can't just do that, right? But I have a lot of agents that come on the show here that have said, you know, social media is their backbone. And, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for social media, they wouldn't be successful or uh, do what they do and get all the numbers that they get and, and the branding and all that, right? Yeah. Which I agree with that. Social media, you need to do. But you don't feel that it should be number one. You're more of go on the front line, make the phone calls and get dirty. I think it's the generation of realtors. And you see new realtors come all the time and they come – they came, these agents came into real estate with social media being such a big presence where I did not. Yeah. So I learned differently. Like if you look back, there was no MLS. People were going into their local offices, using the yellow pages, yeah. doing that. Right, right. And that was great for them. I wouldn't do that because I had the technology. Right. Now the technology is again, skyrocketed. You have yep. TikTok right. and we do, don't get me wrong. We use it. Sure. Um, you just don't feel that it should be your number one point of business and your only point of business? Not my only. I don't think anybody should only have one, um, three to five spinning plates at a time. Yeah. When one stops working, you add a different right. one in. Right. Um, like I don't just cold call, you know, I'll check in with past clients and I'll do things like that, you yeah. know, right. go to events, join a book club, find people different ways. But I think social media is great. It's just probably my fifth spinning plate. Great. So that's a different yeah. perspective because I think right now you're right in this day and age with the young agents in the business, it's their number one yeah. uh, thing of business that they, they feel that if they don't have that, they're dead. And some of them are very good at it yeah. and they get all the followers and the likes and the views and all that, which is great because I can't do it. Yeah. Right. I always hire people to do it for me because I yeah. just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, they make me look good. If you see my social media, it's not me. It's somebody else really doing it for me. Right. Um, you know, and that's the truth. Uh, you know, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah. I, I My hat's off to them. You're right. I'm more like you, though. I'm I'm just building relationships, and I like talking to people and uh, going, getting my hands dirty and, and getting in the front line. Yeah. Like, and, and let's go get the deals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's definitely me. But right. I have Gavin. I mean, look at Gavin. Gavin, Gavin is, is, is 22. Right. He's awesome. Crushing it Which right now. Which I think we have to have him on the show because he's the kind of guy that, you know, we got to talk to. He's the social media king. Yeah. His TikToks are ridiculous. Ridiculous. And when he came in, he was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, make some calls. And then he was like, okay. He was like, I hate making the calls. I said, 
go take some videos. And yeah. I mean, he does it every day. Yeah. Um, and his, I mean, he has thousands and thousands. I know. Of, I think. The views are sick. Yeah. So many, like 10,000 right. followers He's, on TikTok. Or I'm blown away. I mean, he'll literally do a video of walking through a house, you know, and taking the video of him walking through the house. And you don't even see him on the video. He's just, you know, yeah. uh, walking through each room and, you know, saying, you know, pointing out the selling the house, basically. Yeah. He gets 10,000 views. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets comments that are, are endless. Yeah. He gets leads. Yeah. People are saying, yes, I'm interested in that house. Or maybe not that house, but how do I get pre-approved to buy a house like that? Yeah. And he's getting a lot of referrals, like um, North Jersey, New York referral people that are like, and now he's yeah. building a referral base. So right. not only did it take his social media as a spinning plate, but now he has a full referral business that he knows agents all over the country. But is he, is he a good cold caller? And, and and we're not talking trash on you, Gabby. Yeah, all right? no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think anybody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't, don't take think, this person off. Yeah. Is he a good cold caller? I mean, you know, I, don't, I, don't I don't know if I'm a good cold caller. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right, it's okay. you right. have you have your you have your cold callers who right. literally sit there for six hours a day and just make calls, right? We are not that, but we yeah. put in a lot of effort. Right. Right. And and if he sits down to do it, he right. could be but great. But the social media is his niche. Which That's is, his niche. Which is great. Yeah. That's and great. I, I like to get a little bit like when I recruited my team in. I like to see that they're all doing something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Um, because then they can work off of each other. Someone sure. helps another person, right. like Gavin's. You know, Gavin's helping me. He's like, "This is what you do." Yeah. He made me a, a professional TikTok page. There's no videos because. I mean, I went to a closing with him on one of the deals that I closed, and he showed me his TikTok account. And literally, I didn't want him to leave. Like, yeah. I was mesmerized by this guy's TikTok. He's 22 years old, right? It's yeah, 22. Warm. And I'm sitting there and, and you know, I, I can't believe my eyes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm literally chasing him yeah. after the closing to say, how, how do we do this? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, I want that. Yeah. Yep. He's really good. And he's doing it all organically. He's not putting a dime yeah. into social media, which is, I think, crazy too. We started do, putting the mortgage payments. I used to send him the mortgage payments on that property so that he would put it in the video. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to, to just so I could get something in there with him. Yeah. Because it's he got so many views. Yeah. You know, yep. so, um, all right, so we're moving on. Um, this is an important one right now. This is, I got two of these this week uh, and I, and I ask this question every week and then I, I try to feed off of it with the, with the realtors to really beat it in the public's head right now of what's going on in the real estate and mortgage market. You know, who you work with matters, right? It, it, it matters 100%. I got two deals this week where they were shot down, you know, the week of closing from other lenders. I had really good realtors on the other end that called me and said, Alex, I have a problem. We're supposed to close next week. And, uh, you know, it, one of them was a bank. Uh, they, they all of a sudden just declined the guy. Uh, another one where they want to delay the closing for a month and then they can't even uh, guarantee that it's going to go for a month. You really have to watch out right now on, on who you work with matters. And, you know, realtors like this who refer me, their clients know that I'm, I'm going to do my best to try to take care of their clients to, to get them to closing, right? You know, when you have people come through, you know, you, you know, they, they either bring the pre-approval letter to you, right, from another lender. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't know who they are. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, internet companies, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, just give an idea of how important do you think it is of who you work with matters uh, to, to get you to closing. 
Oh, it's it's definitely important. If someone comes to me with a pre-approval from like Chase Bank, I'm like, now we're going to change that because Chase Bank doesn't work after five or on the weekends. And that's when a lot of your stuff needs to happen. Right. Like if, right. if we're at the 11th hour, who are you calling at Chase Bank? You know, right. so I, I always do that. I always, I always try to sway it in the direction of, you know, using my lender. Not necessarily does it always work, uh-huh. um, you know, but sometimes it does, which is great. Right. Um, but it is, it's, it's super important. I mean, I guess you can't tell somebody who to use. No. Right. You're going to, they're going to use whoever they want to use. Right. Even though you say, listen, I don't know who this lender is. Right. We really got to watch out right now because these, both of these clients are good clients. They had good credit. You know, the solid people, maybe they have a little quirks here with their income. And, you know, we had to be a little creative to get the deal yeah. approved. I mean, they didn't come to me you know, solid, solid, or the bank would have closed them, but the bank didn't even try to put together the deal. They just they said, we just can't do it. You Why know? would they, when <clears throat> they have thousands of pre-approvals a day? Right. I, and that's how I kind of put it. Like you're just a needle in a haystack at a big bank. Like if you're working with someone who is here, who knows the market here, who does deals in this market every single day, knows the appraisers, knows the inspectors, knows how to help and will jump in if something is needed. Um, I, I kind of play it that way. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that's- You the let them know. You let yeah. them know. I mean, it's disastrous when you get a phone call the week of closing to say that, you know, your deal's declined. I mean, it's a, and you've been there with yeah. other lenders, I'm sure. Yeah. They call you out of nowhere, right? And tell you that your client is no longer approved and you're a week before closing. A week before closing. And then <clears throat> dealing with the agent on the other side in a market like this is not fun when you have to extend another 40 days, 35 days. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good time. And, and the, the last thing as a loan officer from another company is you want to call Michelle and tell her that the deal is going to be delayed the week before closing. You don't want to hear her. Believe me. No, you'll says, see me <laughs> at Chase Bank at 9.05 a.m. She will drive there. All right. She's the kind of Asian I who doesn't need that kind of news I, the week of. I definitely right? will. They'll get an earful. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, that's the game. <clears throat> And you pivot and you fix it and you make it work because if the buyer wants to buy that house, we're going to figure out a way sure. for that buyer to buy that house. Right. Um, and I'm very, I feel like I'm very helpful in that. I mean, I'm sure you get hit on by loan officers constant, right? I mean, the realtors, that's all they do. They get hit on by loan officers. Yeah. I know it. Um, there's a lot of fluff out there too, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and you could, you could kind of pull that away. You could, you can, you could tell. You know right away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them that talk to me. Great people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, there are, there are yeah. good people in the business too. Yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm very loyal. Yeah. I'm very loyal. Right. Um, well, you go with who you trust. Yeah. Who I know I can call at nine o'clock and I'll be like, Michelle. Yeah. What are you doing? It's nine o'clock. And I'm like, listen, I need yeah, this. Let's get it done. Now. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's important. Yeah. The, the, the nights and the weekends are important guys. I keep saying this. You got to work nights and weekends, not to put loan officers or realtors down that don't, yeah. but I just think that. You got to work nights and weekends. Especially in spring. I mean, in, in spring, time. you don't sleep. Yeah, yeah. And if you are sleeping, then that's where right. that's where the problems right. come. So uh, if everybody doesn't know, rates uh, jumped pretty dramatically this week. Um, you know, the 10-year treasury was in the, in the high threes. It went to the low fours this week. The uh, inflation report came in a lot hotter than what we expected. I think it's a, uh, no one's really talking about it, but we saw rates go from a 30 year fixed at six and a quarter to possibly over 7% right now over the last few days. Okay. So <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, 
you know, I don't know what's going on. It's probably the weirdest market that I've ever seen where these rates, the one minute we think everything's going down and, and things were getting really good in the end of January. And then next thing I know, you know, the last week or so, this, this report comes out, this inflation thing won't go away and boom, they shoot right back up through the ceiling. And, and no one really knows, you know, that, that these rates change that fast. Like literally overnight, they could go from six and a quarter to, to 6.75 and then 7%. Um, yeah. So that, that's affecting your business, I'm sure, right? Um, with the buyers. Yeah. Um, I I think that I'm pretty good with, you know, the marry the house, date the rate speech. I mean, that do, you, I have. Do, you, do you do that or no? Because I find that a little cheesy. I do it not in that <laughs> way. So, and it is. It and you is. even said it cheesy too. I did <laughs> because, because it is yeah. what it is, right? right so right. it's it's educating the buyer. Sure. I had a, a, a girl call me the other day and she was like, well, the rates are super high and I think I'm going to wait. I said, okay. That's fine. So you're going to wait yeah. and the rates are going to go down to six and a quarter, maybe six, hopefully in the fives. Yeah, hopefully. Your mortgage payment's going to stay the same because your house is going to be $100,000 more and right. you're not going to be able to get out of that $100,000 where if that does happen and the rates do go down, then it's like an instant savings for you because you're going from paying $2,100 to 1850 Right. You're you know, and you have to way. think of it like that because if you don't, you're going to overpay because it's going to be a market like- it was before. Yeah. People, when the rates dropped from 3 to 3%, everybody bought. Everybody bought. Everybody did. bought. I know it well. The rates dropped to 8 I know. And everybody who was like, oh, I'm going to wait for it to get a little bit lower when it went into the fives, got stuck. Yes. So the buyers that we're seeing now are the people who waited a year ago. Yep. Their leases are now up because they were stuck into a lease. Yep. Um, and now they're coming back and they're like, okay, I'm not going to wait for it to hit three. Right. Right. Because now they're scared. Know. They already yeah. know that it's not going to happen. Right. You so know. that's what I'm seeing right now. Are you um, seeing a lot of people go under contract and get cold feet, I guess, because of these rates maybe? Or, or is that is that happening? Or um, I've been lucky enough to not have to deal with that Okay. Um, right now. Only because it's like, like I said, if you throw education down someone's throat, it, it's hard to to not trust you, right. right? Like if you're knowledgeable in what you're saying and it's accurate, um, they'll believe you. And that's, I mean, we're not lying, right? right. You can always refinance. In 25 years, you can refinance. Again and, re and again and again. Again and again and again. Sure. So wait out your six months, pay your high monthly fee, save a little bit of money on your closing cost and get a cheaper house. Yeah. I mean, I got somebody this week who we gave uh, on a second home, which was down to shore, a rate of six and a half. I thought that was a great rate. Yeah. Six and a half is a great rate on a second home. Yeah. You can't ask me for lower. Yeah. It's like, uh, you're doing good to begin with. Yeah. Check us out two months ago when we were at eight. Yeah. I mean, you know? we can all go live back in our houses and not be able to leave if you want the 3% rate. Right. We we weren't able to live. We weren't able to breathe. Right. You know, that's what happens. Well, you, another pandemic would have to happen in order for the rates to go back down to three. And I'm not I'm not game for that. I mean, who who is? I right, like but that's to, what have to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, I I'll take the six percent rate every single Are people time. moving out of the city right now or moving into the city with what's going on? I'm you know, unfortunately you watch the news every day and we know what's going on. Like there's a lot of uh, unfortunate crime here that yeah. I think is hurting uh, the city still, even, yeah. you know, even with a new mayor in, in town right now, who I think is trying to clean it up, um, hasn't, yeah, but she just got in. So we can't, we can't grade her yet. She's yeah. only went in a month ago, but I mean, you know, I think she's going to do a good job. She seems tougher. 
than what we had. I mean, the guy who we had didn't seem to care at all. Um, so not to get political, but are they are they moving into the city or moving out of the city right now um, from what you're seeing? I think that it's always going to be the same. You have people come in, you have people go out, right? You have people go to the burbs. The burbs, you can't touch a house in the burbs right now. I don't care if the rates are 12%. Right. People want to be in the suburbs. The main line they want all that. The main line, right, right. yep. You have Delco, Springfield, you know, yeah. all of those areas. You can't, you can't touch a house out there. Um, but and you that's can because in the city. There's a lot of inventory. There's in the a city. lot of inventory in the city. But, you know, younger people will come in. They always do. Yeah. And and they'll pick up those condos and they'll pick up those townhomes and neighborhoods will develop and yeah. people will forget and people will come back. But I I see people, you know, in and out of South Philly going up to like Northern Liberties or, you know, downgrading, upgrading. There's some of them are staying. But I mean, you have your people who are starting families and they're they're moving. Yeah. Yeah. South Philly is a tough market right now, too. You don't see too many people coming into South Philly. Like me and you were doing deals in South yeah. Philly. Oh, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Like you would give like me eight a contract. Eight at a time. That's what I mean. It was like contract, contract, contract. Yeah. Michelle again and again and again. It was nonstop. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, I love South Philly. I, I know. I got to. I, mean, I got your backyard there. I do. I love South Philly. Um, <clears throat> and it's a shame. You know, it's definitely a shame what's happening in the world in general, not just in Philly. I mean, yeah. it's all over the country. I, but. I think that South Philly will start to come back a little bit. Yeah. It's going to take some time, yeah. maybe another year. Or hopefully maybe I'll make some calls. Yeah, make some, some co-call. <laughs> we'll get some South Philly. Hey, listen, you can do it, start doing it in here. And we got an office in here. We can go right in and you can start beautiful. making some calls. It's beautiful. <laughs> On a Sunday morning, On a right? Sunday morning. Why not? All right, so what are the goals for the rest of the year? I want to do 100 now, units this year. And she's not lying. Like I went to her team meeting and she was breaking down the numbers. And this is what I think is the difference right now between a good leader and a bad leader. A bad leader is just MIA. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just doing their own thing and they're hoping that their yeah. team does good. And they're, they're hoping that they just live off of my name. And there's a lot of egos, yeah. right? So as you know, yeah. um, so they just don't care, right? They're, they don't have a team meeting ever because they just figure, ah, oh, well, these guys are going to just, you know, they're under me. Did they automatically have to do good, right? Nah. Right, which I see that a lot, happen. which I see a lot, you know? Or you can have a team meeting like Michelle had a few weeks ago. You know, if you're looking to go on a, a team with young guns, you got to go with a person like this. I was in the meeting. The, the, the numbers were broken down. The goals were broken down. What they wanted to do as far as units, how each guy's going to get there, how many each guy should be doing, how each guy's going to be licensed in the other state, dual licensed. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What were, what were the numbers? Um, I want all the agents licensed in both states. Yeah. Um, only because I want them to be able to keep their money. Yeah. You know, if if you have someone who's licensed here and then someone licensed in both states and the person who's only licensed here, they have to refer that business out to New Jersey. Sure. Right. Instead of going there and selling a four hundred thousand dollar house to a new buyer who they just sold a seven hundred. You know, it's, right. it doesn't right. make sense. Put the money in your pocket. Yeah. But the numbers are important. Numbers. I mean, that's our entire business. If we want to do 100 units, you know how many people we have to call? A lot. Yeah. You know, we have to talk to a lot of people. I mean, 100 units is what, an eight, nine, 10 a month. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah. That has to be done. Yeah. I mean, there's seven of us, so it's definitely possible to do it. Yeah. Um, and I take on a bulk of the responsibility. I'm not out of production, sure. right? Like, well, you can't be. No. Because they need a leader like you. That's, you know, they need to the see, line. they need right. to see the deals closing. They need sure. to see the things coming in. Um, and also, I mean, I like to feed them, right? Like I put them, I put someone on my listings. I give them the buyers. I don't, you know, I, I don't care to do that. Right. I want to see them. Of, you think of a lot of team leaders do that? 
No. I, I try to mind my business. Right, right. You That's don't want to know. That's not my business. <laughs> That's really not my business. But I think everybody is trained <laughs> differently, right? Yeah, so yeah, good answer. When you're talking to me, I want you to be able to talk to Gavin or Artemis or, you know, Jim. And I want that conversation to be exactly the same. Sure. I want them to be a mirror image of me. Because yeah. if they are, then one day they'll be successful enough to start their own team. And I would love to help them with that. Sure. And I tell them that all the time. Yeah. You know, my ego is not in the way. I know that this business is revolving. I know people are going to leave. You know, I know people are going to think the grass is green or somewhere else. Yeah. And it may be, you know, I'm not for every person and every person's not for me. It's the same when you're interviewing a lender or oh, a yeah. client. Right. So if it doesn't work, there's no hard feelings on my end. I move on. I wish you well. If you want to come back, I'm always open to have sure. that conversation, right. but I want the agents who start with me, who get their license and are brand new yeah. to stay with me to the point until they're ready to start their own team, basically the same way I did. You know, that's what I did. I was on one really great team for yeah. a long period of time. And yeah. when I was ready to start my own, that's what I did. I left, loved everybody there. I left and I started my own and it was the best thing that I could do for myself. Um, you think the people, you think these numbers that you give these guys with these hundred units, you think they, they take that seriously? Or do you think that they think to themselves, that's a little bit too high. I don't, she's being a little overly, uh, aggressive, maybe overly. I mean, that, that, that's just not going to happen. Right? Um, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of negativity in this yeah. business. And I know? don't have that on my team. Um, I make sure of that like motivation. <clears throat> I'll, I'll talk to them every day. Yeah. Like, if I'm not physically there, which I can't be all the time, you know, I have a family, I have a life too. I have my own sales business. So I can't be there every day, all day. But when you call my phone, I'll call you right back. Right. I don't get to it. Good. Right. And, and I'll help you answer your questions. And I'll help do that. So, um, again, we'll use Gavin. I gave Gavin his goal because he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And I was like, I want you to do one a month. And he came to me. He was like, that's not enough. Right. It's it's not big enough. You know who's aggressive like, and who's not aggressive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. the ones yeah. who aren't aggressive eventually fall off and you replace with more aggressive agents who are calling you and saying, hey, Michelle, I want to be in the office and I want to be making these calls today. They're the people that right. I want. Okay. All right. Um, one of the last questions I want to ask you is how do, how do you stand out in this market right now? Uh, you know, in a, in a sea of, and I asked this question last week to a newer agent uh, Adam, who, uh, Adam Wright, who's, he's in Jersey, but he does the Philly market too. But I did ask him, you know, how do you stand out in a sea of real, especially where you're at now, you know, you get a thousand realtors in your office, right? So, and you got some big dogs in there because yeah. I've, I've dealt with them. Um, and I know who the players are in the city because I've been working the city for years. Sure. Um, you know, how do you stand out right now with this really tough market and you're doing good with it because you got 20 listings. Yeah. But like, Let's just say I'm Alex Tabernay and I just started in the business a few weeks ago and now I got to, or a few months ago and I just, I got to go against, you know, the likes of, I'll name them, the likes of McCann team, the likes yeah. of the Roach team, the likes of, you know, some of the big dogs. Absolutely. Right? And I mean, they are a lot bigger than even me. So right. even though I'm not new in this business, I understand that, you know, they have their developers, they have their business and they, they flourish. Yeah. Right. And they're, they're great teams. But the thing that I do is I forget that they exist. Right. So if do your thing, if I'm going in, I'm going in confident, I'm going in strong. Nobody's better than me, you know, and you have to think that like it comes to a point where you look in the mirror and you're like, how do I want to live my life? How do I want to have this, this day go? And if I go in thinking, well, 
Roach team so big, they're definitely going to get the listing. Right. Intimidated. Then and you have a problem. That's what the client, the potential client will see. So I go in like, I got it. Yeah. Right. I pre-qualify. I ask the questions. I practice. I study the market. I look at the inventory. So when I go in, I'm like, this is what your house is worth without me even seeing it. Yep. I know. Yep. Right. So if I can have that mentality of nobody's better than me, even if they are, which, you know, they are, um, I will win. Right. I, I just have that. It's my charm. And, that, and that's, that's the beauty of it. And with being a loan officer on the same side, if she gives me a deal and I'm up against some of the biggest lenders in the, in the yeah. city, which could be anywhere the likes of cross country to guaranteed rate, which are, or movement or which were my yeah. biggest competitors. Um, I want that deal. Yeah. I don't care if that loan officer closes a hundred million a year. I want that deal because yeah. I know it's from her or I know it's from a good realtor that I deal with and I refuse to lose. Right. If I got to cut, the rate yep. or cut the fees or give them a lender credit or uh, something to get the deal. I'm going to get the deal yeah. because I want it. You got to go in yeah. and I don't care. I cannot be intimidated that that cross country does millions of dollars of business over green tree. That's great. I'm still going to win the deal. You have to think, <laughs> take the, take it. They're companies, right? Movement may do millions of dollars more a year than green tree, but sure does do. an individual, do. but does, the individual that you're going up against, the one person that's in that group of people have that same status. Of right. Of course not. Right. So even though you have big players, big teams, big everything, it doesn't mean every individual agent on that team is better. Right. Right. Great. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, I mean, I I feel like we're in such a cooperating business. I love all sure. agents. You'll never see me argue and fight unless something is seriously wrong. Well, if you do that, you burn your bridges in this business. Yeah. This business is extremely small. Yeah. I get along with everybody too. Yeah. I don't, I never gotten fights. A lot of the guys that I used to have on my team and stuff like that in the past, they've gotten in fights with realtors and fights with loan officers. You they kill talk. your name. They talk. I mean, that's all it is. We're networking consecutively. Right. You never know when you're going to run into this person again. Right. You might need this person to yeah. accept an offer for you. Yeah. You definitely. <laughs> and you that could definitely. be the bridge you burned. Yeah. And they look at your name come through on that letter and they say, I'm not Absolutely accepting that. Not. Michelle and Alex, I don't deal with any of them because they fall with me. Right. Right. No way. So it's like you have to, you have to choose your words and how you act and how you hold yourself in this business very high. Yeah. Um, be yourself, be authentic, but also be respectful. Yeah. Right. Which is tough to do sometimes because you lose your cool. Yeah. You know, we all get mad. Yeah. We all get frustrated, but you can't lose your cool because you got to remember that you're going to run into that person. Yeah. If I if I got into a fight with her on the phone one day and it got really bad and I and I was wrong, I couldn't feel bit good about myself the rest of the month knowing that I'm probably going to run into her again. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she works in this market yeah. in Philly. And, and I I mean know, I mean it's just stupid. And it happens. I mean, like I said before, we're all human. You know, yeah. things happen at home, things happen at work. The first person that you see, you want to kind of lash out at and you want to you want to yell and scream and say, why is this wrong? Why is this not working? Yeah. Why are we at the 11th hour with yeah. the pre-approval right, looking right. like, like why are we at the 11th hour? But if you, and that's fine, even if you do it, but then calm down and call that person back and be an adult. Yeah. And, and that's what you got to, that's, I think the most important thing between that and burnout. Right. Which, We're going to see burnout. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. see a lot of that right now. Yeah. yeah a lot of burnout. So, all right, listen, I, I thank you for coming on. Oh. I, had so I mean, fun. she's a, you know, she's a world of information 
Really? Yeah. You know what it is? Because you've done it. I've been in it. And you've been in it. Yeah. You know, which helps, you know, listen to a person like this. So like I said, if you are looking to get onto a team or if you're not happy with your team, you might want to talk to her because she knows her stuff. And uh, I know where she comes from. And I, I know she comes from good people too. Her mother's a great person. Yeah. I deal with her whole team in, in KW Washington Township. Uh, or actually, they just She's went to HomeSmart. Home I'm sorry. That's right. I apologize, Michelle. She went to HomeSmart, which yeah. is a great move. Another big name in Jersey. So uh, yeah. hats off to her. And uh, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Yep. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you again.